Hey, it's Jay, and I'm back um, to talk about something that God put on my heart. Um, He wanted me to talk about purpose, Um, and because purpose is such a a detailed thing and there's so many layers, um, this will be a series. So today I'm specifically going to talk about frustration because a lot of people... um, are frustrated in their lives, even now, um, but they don't realize that sometimes God will allow that frustration um, to kind of make your current situation uncomfortable so that you will be willing to move into what God has for you. So um, there's so many examples in my life where God has um, frustrated my situation because in my personal life, I feel like God does not want me to stay in one place for very long or just that in the, in the past, that's what it's been. So as soon as I got comfortable, um, in a situation, he was always growing me. And usually if you think about, um, an animal or a bird, when they outgrow their living environment, it can get very uncomfortable um, for not only them, but for, for things that are around it. So the same thing happens to us when your spirit grows or when it's ready to mature to the next level. Um, your life, your current situation, your current friends, your current relationships, your current jobs can get very uncomfortable. And if you stay in that uncomfortableness, then that's when life gets frustrating. That's when the job gets frustrating. That's when your friends and relationships get frustrating. And you can't really pinpoint what it is, but you know that it doesn't fit. It You don't fit. You don't fit there or they don't fit with you or in your job situation. You just feel like it's never ending. The frustration, you come and go frustrated um, and you can't find peace. So um, I'll give you an example. So I used to work um, for the IRS. Um, It was like my first real job coming out of college. And I actually moved to Baltimore, Maryland. Um, And it was a, a great experience. I knew before I went that God was sending me there. He told me why he was sending me there. So I was like, okay, I don't really want to, but I'm going to go. And God blessed me so, so much um, with great people around me. My coworkers were amazing. I still consider them family. Um, He just really looked out for me. He really blessed that whole entire time I was there. But um, the job, the work that I was doing was not purpose. Um, I was not supposed to be there. Um, (laughs) And the Holy Spirit is just bringing up certain things um, even now. So I started working um, for the IRS as a contact representative. So if you call the IRS, um, like the main number, there's people that answer the phone and they'll answer your tax questions. They can put you into a payment plan. They can tell you about why you owe or when you're getting your refund. That was me. So um, 
I did that for a little over almost two years. Um, and I remember I was making good money. Um, and I was living in a new state and I love traveling. I love new experiences. So I was really enjoying myself, um, meeting new people, experiencing new things. I had even told God, I'm like, I'm not moving home. (laughs) I'm never going back to Cleveland. I'm just going to keep branching out. I'm going to keep seeing what's out there and seeing, um, what, what the world has to offer. And, um, I would get uh, pains in my stomach. I was, I had gained weight because this is right after my father passed. So I had gained weight, but I was so stressed that I couldn't lose weight. And I was working out every day. Um, and I was eating healthy or what I thought was healthy at the time, but I just, I wasn't healthy. Um, and I was walking. It was crazy. Like I was walking, I was probably more active um, than in previous times where I've been smaller, but because of the stress, I just, I couldn't lose weight. I couldn't, um, manage my weight. I couldn't handle, um, there were certain, um, physical things that were going on that just, I could not get a control of, um, which is like the first sign. Your body will let you know first, um, that your spirit is uncomfortable, Um, Because that's like the house of your spirit, right? So um, you can get headaches, stomach aches, stuff like that. So I, but I didn't really notice it because I was like, well, God brought me here. And I didn't really know anything about seasons then. So I was like, okay, God brought me here. This is going to be a life. This is going to be a career. So, um, but I remember just being depressed. I would have to take um mental health days <laughs> because it was so stressful because you're talking to people about money you're talking to people about um very personal things like um I know what you filed I know that you have income like you can see it all they have a very detailed system and I could see all of that and so you're telling like people would tell you one thing and you're like well no that's not what I show. I show that you have been working and you owe X amount of dollars. And for somebody like me who was not comfortable with confrontation, that was, you know what I'm saying, like that, that was not, that was not, it wasn't fun for me. Um, and then also on top of that, I really, really, really like to be stimulated on all areas, especially in my mind. And it was very, once I got the hang of the job, it was a very low level of stimulation for me. So like I would literally be working on my phone, talking, having a conversation, eating and singing songs at the same time, because it just wasn't stimulating my whole mind. Like once I, once I got the hang of it, it wasn't really stimulating. I could do that in so many other things. Um, and so it got really monotonous, really boring. Um, and again, like I struggled with it because I was living in a great area. Um, I love Baltimore. 
it was filled with young professionals. Um, like I said, I had a great group of coworkers that really became my family. So it was just like, God bless me. Um, but I was getting, beginning to become uncomfortable. Um, and then, so I didn't respond. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you an example of how God can be if he is calling you to move. Um, the first step, um, and this is all related to purpose. So obviously (laughs) years later, I was not supposed to continue working at the IRS. I didn't know it then, but now I know um, that the IRS job position that I had was very, very um, important, not just for um, me to mature as a person, but just also for me to acquire a specific skill set that I need even now um, in pursuing my purpose. So when God is calling you to another level, when he's calling you um, to take a step into purpose, the first thing he'll do is kind of frustrate your situation. He'll frustrate your relationship. He will frustrate your job, um, even your living situation. Sometimes um, God wants you to move to a different location, different apartment. Maybe you're renting and he wants you to own. He will frustrate your living situation so that way you do not become comfortable and you begin to seek him for other things. And then if you do not respond to the frustration on your own, if you don't go to God and say, okay, God, I'm really frustrated with this. I want what you have for me. Show me what you have for me or make it available to me. If you don't do that, then sometimes, I'm not going to say all the time, but sometimes, especially in my life, God has closed doors Um, because it was just like, okay, you're not moving where I need for you to move in this season. So I'm going to just close that door and I'm going to give you an example. So I, um, again, I thought I was going to continue working for the IRS. I had, um, I had a really great manager. I told him my situation because I was living in Baltimore and the job that I have with the IRS, it was seasonal. It was for tax season. So what happens is you work during the tax season. And then when the tax season is over, you collect unemployment. Um, They call it furlough because they only needed seasonal employees. Well, my God being my God, the year that I had worked there, that the year, almost two years that I had worked there was the longest season um, the IRS had had. So I never, I had not gone on furlough. I literally worked, um, six, it was either 16 or 18 months straight, which was uncommon. Normally you work maybe five or six months and then you're on furlough for the other, um, five or six months. And that didn't happen. I literally worked, I think it was like a year and a half, maybe a little bit over a year and a half, um, straight, no furlough, no, um, unemployment. And so I knew that when the time came where I was going to be um, unemployed, um, they were going to put me on uh, unemployment. I knew then that I was supposed to go because God had just gave me a knowing that, okay, so when you finally do get furloughed, 
you're not going to be working here. You need to move on to something else. So I talked to my manager who was amazing and he was like, oh yeah, I didn't know because um, he didn't know that I wasn't from um, I wasn't from Baltimore. But when I told him, he was like, oh yeah, I can definitely um, put you in to get a transfer. So he put in the papers for me to get an emergency transfer and it got approved. And I was looking to move to Atlanta, Atlanta or Birmingham, either one. Well, um, we did end up getting furloughed shortly after that. So I went home to live with my mom again in Birmingham, um, Alabama. And I, okay, so how do I explain this? So the new season for tax season starts in January. And even though I was unemployed, I think they, it was in August. It was August of um, 2013, 2014, maybe, um, I got furloughed. So I went home to live in Birmingham. And then from there, um, you know, after Christmas, they, they send out a notice because when you work for the government, it's a lot like working for the military. So you have, um, you receive a notice, um, that it's time for you to return, um, to your duty, and I knew then that I wasn't going back. I didn't have a place to stay. Um, and I wasn't even looking for a place to stay because I remember what God had put in my heart that when I got furloughed, I wasn't going back. Um, so I think it was like January. Oh, yeah, it was January 6th. Thank you, Lord. It was January 6th. I sent in um, my t- my um, I quit. I resigned. I sent in my resignation from that position. Because I was like, I'm not going to be able to return. Um, So I resigned. Because if you don't show up when you're called to duty and you don't show up, you can get charged with AWOL. Which at the time, um, everybody made it seem like a big thing. Now that I'm, um, after this experience, I know that I probably should have taken that route. But it was all God's will. But anyways, so I resigned so I wouldn't get charged with AWOL. Literally, hmm... A day later, I got a call from the office, and I wanted to work at a local office. It was like my dream job at the time. I had asked God I was believing for working at the local office. So I got called by a manager. Um, he was like, do you live in Birmingham? I said, yes. He said, oh, well, I'm going to hire you. I didn't even have to interview. He just asked me where I lived. He asked me if I was still living there. I told him yes. And he was like, oh, okay, well, I'm hiring you. So I literally went in to work. Um, it was so nice. I had my own desk. Um, I, I even made some friends it, just in a short amount of time. It was great. Um, I liked the manager. He seemed cool. And that was on, I think, either the 12th or 13th. 13th. So we're literally talking about less than a week from when I resigned from my other position. So... Th- for some reason, HR had called my manager. Now, this is around my lunchtime. So I'd only been there for like four hours. <laughs> four hours into my first day at work in this position. And he called me in the office and he said, did you resign from your other position? And I said, yeah, because I didn't want to get charged with AWOL. And he was like, well, actually, you know, it's okay if you get charged with AWOL because you can always appeal it. And I was like, okay, well, I didn't know. He said, well, I'm going to have to let you go because that position, this position that you're in was only for current 
federal employees. And because you resigned, you were only you're you were no longer a federal employee. So I literally was not a federal employee for less than a week and I they sent me home. Um I did not get paid for those 4 hours. Um and yeah, it was like it was the craziest thing. It was like, okay, I got the dream job, the job that I thought I wanted. I was so excited and it got taken away from me. And I was so confused. I was like, oh God, this is crazy. I thought it was the enemy. So I was rebuking the devil and all of this type of stuff. But then as I, as the days progressed, I was like, oh no, this is not the devil. This is God. He had literally closed the door. It was like, okay, honey, you need to, you need to realign yourself with me. Um, so I thought that because God had took had sent me a job in Baltimore working for the IRS. I thought that that was how God was going to move. I thought that that was what I was supposed to be doing was working for the IRS. I thought that, you know, eventually it was my plan to move out to California and maybe be a revenue officer at the time. But I did not know um, what I know now. So God will give you a job to serve or to acquire a certain skill set for your future purpose. But God does not give you a job the way that we, like we work a job in hopes that it'll launch off the next big thing, right? That it'll lead us to our career or something like that. That's not how God moves. God has a set purpose for your life and he doesn't really need a job to accomplish that purpose. He gives us a job, you know, to get to get seed, to get money um, so that we can sow and then to also to acquire a certain skill set and to serve in this earth. Right. So he's not really phased about a job. That's not how he moves. Like you're never going to he's never going to be like, oh, you have to work this job in order for your purpose to come about. That's not how that works. So. God will place you in a position. He will give you an assignment at a workplace for a specific amount of time for you to do something on that job. Maybe you're supposed to minister to somebody. Maybe you're supposed to create something that will benefit that position, will benefit that company. Um, or you're supposed to acquire a certain skill set that's going to be pivotal for your, for your purpose. So in my mind, I thought that, like, basically what they tell you, you you know, you graduate, you get a good job, and you work it. And, you know, you make a career out of it. That's not how God moves. So he was literally showing me that your plans are cute, but baby girl, we not doing <laughs> We not doing that. We, we doing something else. So even though... He did try to get me to move out of that position and kind of let the IRS go on my own through the frustrations that I was feeling because I did not acknowledge those frustrations. He closed the door um, because and I don't necessarily know if God does that for everybody. I'm assuming he probably might. But specifically with me, if God doesn't close a door for me. I may not respond accordingly. So sometimes God has to close a door 
for me to be like, okay, now I know what I should do. Because when he closes the door, there's going to be another opening somewhere. There's going to be a place that he's directing you to. And for me, it's easier. Um, it's just kind of how God communicates with me. He will close a door to get me to look for something else. Because sometimes my heart will be set on my plans that he has to close that door or shut off my plans for me to seek his plan. Um, because unfortunately, your heart is so strong and it's deceiving. And it even talks about that in Hosea, that your heart is very deceiving. And so your desi- your desires sometimes can be so strong that it can convince you that this is God's plan for you. It can convince you that this is the person that God has for you, or this is the relationship that God has for you, or this is the situation that God has for you, or God wants you to move um, to a different country because that's what you want. And I've been there too, where I really, I wanted to move overseas for the longest time. I love to travel. And so I convinced myself that this is what God wanted me to, to do. And it wasn't. Um, so yeah, I saw that to say that sometimes God will um, close a door because sometimes our desires can be deceiving and we'll think that our plan is God's plan and it's not God's plan. So um, I ended up leaving that, well, not leaving, getting terminated from that job, um, and just really confused. But then, um, a couple of days after, and I prayed about it and I got understanding. And even though I was still hurt because I really wanted that position, I understood, okay, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. So then that got me to pursue what I was supposed to be doing. So, I then, God was trying to push me to go back to school, but again, um, God will, he will do things according to your personality. Um, he could not have told, if God would have told me um, back in 2013 or 14 when he was trying to push me to where I am now, if he would have told me that then, I'd be like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. Just bold face, like, mm, miss me with that, God, I'm not doing it. Um, because I never wanted to be a teacher. Um, I'm an educator now, but I never wanted to be a teacher. To me, they didn't make enough money, and it was too much of a sacrifice. And there was really no point in my mind, um, which is crazy saying that out loud, because <laughs> that's what I do now. But I literally, um, I, I always had an affinity towards knowledge in education. I love learning. Um, I love academics and all of that. But I know that was not what I wanted um, to be a teacher. So I was not going to go back to school. I had decided that after I got my bachelor's that that was going to be it, that I wasn't really ready to go to graduate school and I didn't really want to go to graduate school. So I said all that to say that God allowed me to go to law school because he knew that that would direct me to go to grad school. So um, I'm going to give you another example of God frustrating your situation. So everybody in my entire life um, that knows me, like my mom, my dad, um, relatives, all of that, um, said that I should be a lawyer, that that was what I God put in me to be a lawyer because I'm very quick with it. I think very quick on my feet and I always have a response for something. I don't know why 
God put that in me. And it may not, to be honest, sometimes you'll think it's God. And then sometimes it's just parts of your personality that you've acquired um, over time due to rejection or bitterness or something like that. Because I, at one point, was very sarcastic also. And sarcastic is not, sarcasm is not of God. It was just, you know, a, a coping mechanism because I was hurting. So I, but nevertheless, I still to this day, I I think very quick on my feet and um, I can be very um, witty at times. So everybody's like, you should go to law school. So after I lost the, the job, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to have nothing to do. Let me, let me apply and see if I get in. So sure enough, I apply and I get in and there were two places. And God is so funny. He will lead you even when you don't even, he will lead you. He, he is working to accomplish that what he put in you from the beginning of time, whether you know it or not. And I'm going to tell you why. So there were two schools that I got accepted to. I got a conditional offer to a school in North Carolina and I got a full acceptance to a school in Columbus. And I was talking to a guy in Cleveland at the time and he was asking me, he was like, you know, when are you coming back? Da, 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 da. And I was like, brother, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. So when I got accepted to Columbus and got the conditional offer in North Carolina, it was like, okay, well, I'm going to go to Columbus because I would rather be fully accepted than have to try out to get into law school, which is basically what this other school in North Carolina, that's what they wanted me to do. So I went to Columbus, I moved to Columbus and I was in law school and it was very, very difficult. I'm talking about very, very difficult. I did well with the actual academic studies. I also had a great group of classmates and friends. I was working, I went to school part-time in the evening. Um, so it was a really great group of people who also were working during the daytime. And um, it was really nice in that regard, but just the circumstances around it were very, very difficult. I had no money. Um, and that's another way to know if, if God is frustrating your situation um, or if he's leading you out of situation or if he's not even in a situation that you're in is that there will be no resources. Um, he will not fund um, whatever you're doing. If he's not in it, typically there will be no provision. Um, and there wasn't. So even though God allowed me to go to law school, he made it very clear that if this is what you're going to do, you are going to do it out of your own strength. I'm not going to bless it and I'm not going to help you. And I know you're probably like, well, wait a minute. I thought you said that he, (laughs) he sent you there. No, no, no. I sent myself there He just used that situation to get me where he wanted to get me. So let me give you an example. My whole entire life, everybody said that I should have been a lawyer. And so instead of consulting God, and sometimes I would ask God, like, okay, do I want to, should I go to law school? But I didn't trust what he was telling me. Um, I didn't trust that feeling. I would literally have an uncomfortable burning feeling when I thought about going to law school. It was just a very huge angst in my spirit. It was just like, no, no, and no. And I couldn't explain it. But 
because everybody else around me kept pushing it, I believed what they said and I went with what they said as opposed to what God put in my heart and as opposed to what God was telling me. And it was like, okay, because you're going by what they're telling you and because you're going to do what they said that you should do, then you are going to have to do this on your own because you know that I know that I told you no. And, or I know that you know that I told you no. And um, it was very hard. I had, I had no money, like no money. I had zero point zero dollars, but I had huge expenses. I had an apartment that I couldn't afford. Um, you know, utilities I couldn't afford. I had no, I had no money. I literally, I had to withdraw from my 401k that I got from working for the IRS to pay for law school. Um, because I thought that that's what God wanted me to do, but literally, little did I know that it was really what I was trying to do to please my mom, to please my father's legacy. Cause that was something that he always said that he thought I should do was go to law school. Um, so that's why I did it. Um, but at the time I was thinking, Oh no, this is God. This is, this is God because I got in, right. I got in. <laughs> so I'm supposed to be doing this, um, but it was just literally it was so hard i had no money and i remember i had to go to the food pantry for food the um, the soup kitchens for food i had no money um i remember one time <laughs> i got a job um so for a semester i didn't work because i wanted to to get straight a's so that's why it was extremely financially hard, but I was like, God will provide. So I'll be okay. Um, he did not provide once again. And I told you why. So second semester, I got a job. Um, and then even when I got the job, it was hard because I was working full time in a law office. Again, this is something that I wanted. I wanted to work in a law office because I thought it was cool. Everybody else had a law office job. So I was like, oh, I should have a law office job. And God was like, okay, I'll give you a law office job so you can see that this is not what you want. So I was falling asleep at work because I was tired. I was just messing up left and right. I remember I would send, uh, I used to file complaints. That was my job was to, to create lawsuits. And I would either mess up the lawsuit, send it to the wrong office, send it to the wrong courthouse, sorry. Um, each courthouse has their own way, their own things, certain things that need to be attached, certain documents that need to be attached. I would screw that up. It was just, I couldn't get it right. I could not catch a break. And I really thought they were going to fire me, but the manager loved me. She did not fire me. She probably should have because I didn't, I, that was not my calling. I, I was not in purpose. Um, and I remember one time I ran out of gas on the way home from work and I was just sitting on the side of the road cause I, I, I literally had no money. Um, so that's another example of how God will frustrate your situation. If there's no provision more than likely you're not supposed to be there. Or if God told you, um, that that's where you're supposed to be, then he didn't want you to do it. You're in the wrong season. It wasn't supposed to happen then. Um, so when there's no provision, check in with God because he's not there. Either you stepped out in the wrong timing or you're in the wrong place. Um, so I, after a year, I was like, okay, God, I hear you now. 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it took all year. Um, and they literally, they threatened, um, the university threatened to not let me sit for the final. Um, they sent me to collections, all all this crap. So um, when you're in your first year of law school, your whole entire grade is one test for the semester. You take the final and that is your grade. And they sent me a letter the week before finals and they were like, we're not going to let you sit unless you pay your bill. And it was like mm, $5,000. So it wasn't like I could just whip it out of my pocket. And it was literally like, you let me go through the whole semester. And you know that this is the only way that I can get credit for the semester is by taking this exam. That is the only grade you get your first year is this one test. And they were like, no, we're not going to just let you sit until you pay. And I was like, okay. <laughs> All right, God, I need your help. Um, and once again, I drew the other part. So for the, the first semester, I withdrew um, my 401k. And then when my father passed, they left. he left me some money. And then I withdrew that money um, to pay for the second semester. And... I wish that I would have had the strength to just let it go. Um, but that, that was, it was good for me to see that when you do things on your own and you don't have God's help, it is truly you holding it together. It's you, you know what I'm saying? And some people like that. I, I personally, I would rather have God's help all day long. Um, I like being sufficient on God. That makes me, takes a lot of stress off of me, and he's way better at it than I could ever be. Um, so if I would have, I, I, I don't say, I don't want to say I regret it, but I wish that I would have just let it go um, because that's money that I could have still had. Um, and it's just money, but I don't know why I clung so hard to this thing that was not even ordained for me. But anyways, so like I said before, God will lead you. And even if you're on the right path, even if you're not in the right place, God is still leading you whether you know it or not. Um, so I was, every time I leave would leave work, I would go and eat my dinner because I had night classes. I would go and eat dinner in the little cafeteria union area. Um, of the law school because it's a very small law school. All the, all the classes, everything was in one building. So I would go and eat my dinner there and heat up my food. And so right by the microwave on this day <laughs> was an ad for a job, for a summer job. And it said um, that I could teach criminal law to high school students um, or rising, rising freshmen in high school to, um, over the summer for this program and that they would pay me, I, I don't remember, but it was like a ridiculous amount of money a week. It was like $700 a week. And at the time I was like, what, <laughs> what is this? Like, God, is this you? And so I sent the email right then and there, um, thinking, knowing that I wasn't going to get it. Cause I was like, this is too good to be true. So, I got it. Um, I went for the interview and I was so nervous and I didn't even take criminal law. I, because the way that the schedule was set up, you took criminal law over the summer and I had already decided that I was going to drop out at the end of the semester. 
um, in May. So this was like at the end of May. So I I didn't even enroll for criminal law. I knew nothing about criminal law. And I, the guy, um, the, the man who interviewed me and who hired me, he just loved, God gave him so much favor for me. Um, and I don't, or God gave me so much favor. For, I don't know. How do you say that? God put so much favor in his heart towards me. Um, and he hired me and I ended up working with, uh, co-teaching with another guy who was a three L so that he was in his last year of law school and he knew everything about law. He was so, 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 so smart. And so like, we just made a really great team because I knew how to teach, um, to different learning styles and I knew how to make it interesting and he knew the content. So it just worked. And literally the first day, like, I can't even explain it. So the kids that we had were some of the most beautiful, smartest, like promising kids of the future. And they're like, they were just so, so, so dope. Like, and it was 22 of them and they were so dope. And don't get me wrong. Um, they still tried it. Um, there were a few times I, I had to raise my voice and, and get them together. One time they embarrassed us on a field trip. Like they literally embarrassed my whole entire life on a, <laughs> on a field trip, but it was still, it was so beautiful. And in that time and over that summer, that was when I found my purpose. It was like, I'm supposed to teach. And I knew this, mind you, I knew that I had a, a gift to teach because I used to tutor and teach Sunday school my whole entire life. So like when I was younger, in high school, I used to tutor and in, in seventh and eighth grade, I used to teach Sunday school. So I knew that that was a gift of mine. I just took it for granted. I was like, oh, well, you know, it's just something that I can do, you know, if I need the money or if I want to help out. So, but then it was like a light came on. It was like, no, I want to teach. Like, this is dope. I want to work with kids and I want to grow kids and I want to work with the future. So I put in two applications because I wasn't really sure. I was like, oh, well, I've already done a year of law school. So maybe I'm just not supposed to do law school here. So I applied to Cleveland State because I was also moving to Cleveland because <clears throat> uh, God told me to move. And so I applied to Cleveland State, State Law School and I applied to Cleveland State um, Graduate School for Education. And I... I did not get into the law school. And this was like my second or third time applying to this law school. Um, but I got into the graduate school. Like I literally paid the $25. I called the lady to see if my application went through. And she's like, yeah, I'll approve it right now. Like it was so simple. It was like boom, boom, bam. Um, didn't have to wait. It was super quick. So I got into CSU um, graduates graduate program for education and even then it was orchestrated because I wasn't in the right school God didn't want me he wanted me to go there um but not graduate from there and he worked it out so I ended up transferring to another school that was cheaper and accelerated blah blah blah, blah. so I said all that to say um that God will allow a frustration 
Um, law school was extremely hard. It was extremely hard. Like I cannot tell you how many times I cried and I was scared because I just I I did not know how I was going to provide for myself. And then when I was able to and God um, allowed me to get a job or when I got the job, um, I was stressed out. I was depressed. I was suicidal. Um, I had a lot of uh, suicidal thoughts. I remember, I don't think I was going to, I'm pretty sure I wasn't going to kill myself, but I just had, I had serious thoughts of, I want this to be over. Like if this is my life <clears throat> and if this is the extent of what life is going to be, I don't want to live. And I felt that for mm, a good three months straight, just like, mm, I'm doing this, but this could end tomorrow and I would be okay. Like I would be so happy if I wasn't alive. Um, so when you're having thoughts like that, um, when it's frustration to the extent of where you're not happy, um, you're depressed, you're sad all the time, typically that's God trying to frustrate you and it's your spirit. Your spirit is an infinite being. So it's, um, it's been here. It didn't have a it's not attached to your body. It lives in your body, but it will exist past your body. And it was here before your body, before you came to this earth. So your your spirit knows what your purpose is. Your spirit is very aware of, well, I'm going to take that back. Your spirit, when aligned with God, is very um, aware of what your purpose is. Because God is spirit, so he can connect to it. And so... Your spirit will let you know, usually through discomfort or happiness, if you're in the right place for where you're supposed to be at that time. Um, and so I was not happy. I was very depressed. I was very sad. Um, and it was just it was just hard. It was just like I was fighting every day to make this happen. And I didn't even do well. <laughs> <laughs> like I got mediocre grades. I didn't do bad. I could still go back to law school if I wanted to and finish. I didn't, I didn't fail. I did well, but it was just like, I, I, I didn't make, I wanted to make, um, law review. I didn't make that. Um, not even close. It was, just, I wasn't supposed to be there. I was not supposed to be there. Um, and fast forward to graduate school, like I'm back in school again and my whole entire graduate school career of me getting an education, I haven't gotten less than an A. So, and the classes were just easy. Like I didn't really have to work that hard. And I'm not saying that there will never be effort, but I'm saying like, just like God said that my, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Like when you're in your purpose, because you're doing it with God, it's an effortlessness to it. You will have to work. I still have to turn the assignments. I still have to read the books, but it's an effortless a effortless, a effortlessness to it. I don't have to to do. I used to be in the library of law school from Monday to Sunday. <laughs> I didn't have time to talk to my family because I had to learn these cases, child, and do these briefs. And I still, I think the highest grade I got was a B plus. Like it. Listen. So let me just tie this all together. Frustration 
is not always um, a bad thing. Sometimes it's God letting you know that you're not in the place that he wants you to be. And it's time for you to start looking and listening to him um, to find out where that is. And then even more so, sometimes if you don't respond and God needs you to respond, and if this is how you all communicate and if that's this is your personality, he will close a door. Um, even in law school, him not providing for me definitely closed that door. It definitely put a timestamp on um, my time in law school because I financially could not afford to do it. So he will close doors so that you can seek the open door. And it was literally like once I saw that law school wasn't it, he put into my heart, he allowed me to see opportunities that led me to where I wanted to be. So I feel like purpose is one of those things that people talk about. And either you're on purpose, you're living in purpose, or you're not. And the people who are not like myself at one time become very overwhelmed because it seems like so much bigger than who you are. But trust and believe that even though you may not be um, aligned, you may not be where you're supposed to be in that moment, but God will work it all to get you where you need to be. Literally, for me, moving to back to Birmingham, getting fired in less than four hours, <laughs> led me to law school, which led me to teach in a, a summer program that would spark the fire for me doing this right now is talking to you. So all of it is connected. God is always working. If you are his child, please believe he's not going to just let you wander aimlessly through life. Now you do have to be obedient because we do have choice. We do have free will, but God is committed to seeing this thing through the things that he put in you before the foundation of the earth. He has every intention of bringing it to pass. So just to recap, I feel like I've recapped about five times. Sorry about that. But just to um, end this off, um, this is going to be a series. This time we're talking about frustration. Uh, next time we're going to talk about arenas. Um, because there are different arenas. Um, like I said in earlier, I was working at the IRS to acquire a specific skill set, and that was communication. Um, I learned how to communicate with all types of people and talk about very, very sensitive topics. Like, yes, we took your $20,000 out of your bank account this morning, and you're not getting it back. Sorry, not sorry. So I learned how to do that and communicate and explain things at a very basic level. Um, so we're gonna talk about arenas because sometimes you can get frustrated because you're not in the arena that you think you should be in, in this season, but trust me, that arena is necessary for you to get to the next season. So stay tuned and we'll talk about that next. Have a blessed week and thank you for tuning in.